Kristen whispers sonnets. Join me for a sonnet bedtime treat. Well, hello. <laughs> it's Kristen Garth, and I am back with Kristen whispers sonnets. And this is a special Girlarium edition, though this episode is called Tank, because I just did a book launch today for Girlarium, which comes out next week. And they asked me a question that I thought was really good, and that I decided, well, when I explain what happened, but oh, during the book launch, which I was so nervous about, and um, <laughs> everything else, I don't know why you get so nervous about these things, but I do. And then in the middle of it, they asked me a question, and my, I guess we lost the connection. And so in the middle of trying to answer this question, when I got back on, I kind of forgot part of what I was going to say, which I think was a good answer. And so I was like, well, I'll just talk about it on my podcast today because I haven't done my podcast in the last couple of weeks because I've been in um, anthology, like um, <laughs> madness. I don't even know any other word to describe it. I... I've um, just finished um, doing an anthology called Denmark for The Daily Drunk, which is about um, Eyes Wide Shut. And then while we were finishing that, I got asked to do um, Midsummer Anthology, which I love, you know, I love all these opportunities and I love these movies, so I'm never going to say no. <laughs> and of course, you know, but Midsummer was has been intense to read because, you know, I'm one person and there's just a lot of submissions and so anyway it's kind of taken over my life and I need to I'm trying this is my um with this book coming out it's kind of given me permission to say hey I've got to do some things for myself so um like this is me taking back my life and doing some things for myself and and I'll I'll get back to midsummer um probably tomorrow (laughs) Because I'm not very good at putting things off very long. But we're almost actually full on Midsummer. I mean, I, I have only, I think, like, I think it's seven more pages, if that. I mean, like, I don't even have all the bios in yet, so I need to do that really, and, and then I'll know how many pages I have left, because the book is only 40 pages. So, you know, it's like you get so many incredible things, and then it's like, well, um, <laughs> we only have 40 pages, so... Um, plus, we're doing essays and um, fiction, which, you know, take up more pages, too. So, anyway, those are going to be, um, Denmark, you can already check out at the Daily Junk, and um, it's under their ebook page. But the um, uh, Midsummer is going to be both an ebook and print, so that's going to be awesome. And I'm really excited, and, and I have some more secrets of the Daily Junk already. You know, I, I love when I find a place that, like, I I have a good partnership with and that um, I feel like a mutual, you know, I like to work hard and they like to work hard and we work hard together. (laughs) So that I'm just really happy with that situation. But anyway, let's talk about what I left off of my um, book launch today because I got interrupted and lost my train of thought and I'm nervous and I forgot to go back. But the question was, um, they were asking me about influencers from um, on Girlarium, and I talked about a little bit about um, my book, The Legend of the Weremere, 
which is was about a um, 14 year old mermaid who um, when she turns that age she starts to change um, where like every time it's night she has to go on land she gets legs every night so <laughs> she'll drown she has to live in two worlds and um, part of the it's a very short book the legend of the Wearman. <laughs> like um, it's, uh, it was part of the um, uh, 30 West did a pamphlet series so it's a short little pamphlet of poems but two of them had to do with when the um, Wearmare um, goes on to land and she has no education and she's you know very um, you know she's still you know trying to figure out you know her life first she kind of depends on men on land because she doesn't have um it, it mirrors my own life i think because you know i worked in a strip club and i dropped out of school to get out of a bad situation with home life but then i um was kind of replacing that by living off of men in a in a um not in exactly the same way that the wearmare does because you know she like literally is um you know going home with them and like living off a single man at that time of my life, I was just, like, more afraid, I think, of being trapped, you know, in another situation where I'd be controlled like that. So, working in the strip club, I could make money and then leave, and they don't know your name, and you can just walk away, and, you know, I felt both um, kind of using something that was familiar, but at the same time, not in the familiar bad ways that um, it had you know, been for me too, where I ha I was completely controlled and I had no autonomy. And so anyway, <laughs> having said all this, um, I'm going to read you a couple poems from Wearmere that answer this question that, um, that the people at Famadon Journal asked, you know, about my influence. And because this is where I first got the idea of this girl, of a girl <laughs> that's part fish being in a tank and um because girlarium that's what it's about she ends up c kind of um submitting herself to a person who that's what he does is make oh large tanks and she's trying to hide from the government and everything else but really you know um she's too afraid to do what she should do which is go into the ocean and you know try out this new evolution that's happening to her instead she um decides she'll take her chances with this man who's very wealthy and has you know adapted his home for large sea animals so but not thinking you know what could possibly go wrong with you know living in a in a tank but I'm gonna read these two poems that um, explain the kind of the tank and then the it's called the capture and stranger seas where in Wearmere where that character gets captured and then when she decides to set herself free, and there's definitely um, some of, you know, the same, although much more, um, it's more developed in Girlarium than in just these two poems. The Capture. Two worlds, her teens, in day, sea green, legs, night, alight, discover, desiccated dream. From half-shell bed, sand dune instead pink light electric neon call a city gleams erotic extremes 
twenty, indigent, in cut-off jeans. From bar to bed by men she's led, a worldless, wordless waif who's fed. First glint, a dive inside an ocean deep to swim. A fisherman, psycho psychopathic pretense of friend, awake to leave but he won't let her go, a nude and net. Bound defenseless, pale flesh to scales and fin, a tearful sweat. A flop and breathless, fearful heart that sank. She'll wait to serve at night inside a tank. So that's um, definitely where I got this idea of um, Gilda, you know, <laughs> ending up in a different way in a tank. You know, actually choosing it, thinking... Well, I don't know, you know, if I'll need to be in the tank and at least I'm with the richest person who's most knowledgeable about these things and has my best interest at heart, quote unquote, she hopes, you know, but, um, which we find out not to be the case. But, um, here's the next, the next poem from Where Mirror called Stranger Seas. A month of mornings trapped in glass, acute confinement, a thwarted, Flash, thrash, she waits prostrate, a chlorine sleep. Nitrates pollute pink scales, subconscious, deep. By one she hates, extraction, wet. His lunar lust, sea spray, a Piscean pet. To use by night, then lock away. Regret and rue, companions, day. Submerged, servile, emerged, evolved. A plot escape, aquarium dissolved. Astride her captor, midnight ride. He's rocked asleep, her hands untied. A tiptoed run outside to leap, a daybreak dive to turquoise deep. She swims for miles away from all she's known, to stranger seas by night, islands alone. And, um, it's kind of funny when I think about it, too, because this book is about a mermaid, you know, who gets back to being free. And this um, a girl, Ariam, is about a um, girl who, you know, develops skills and ends up in the ocean, too. And in the end of Girl Ariam, she ends up with a mermaid. So, actually, it could really be both of these girls ended up together because, who knows? <laughs> I like to think of it that way. I just, but anyway... I'm going to um, read um, the poem Tank that's in here um, because I thought I would read, let's see, I'll read a couple of the poems that are in here that have to do with the tank because, like I said, I always felt like, um, you know, um, you know, sometimes you write something small and it's one thing, and it is, a, they're very different books because, um, you know, uh, Gilded Sheen, I think it has there's a lot more um, timely timeliness to it. I mean, it was written during um, the Trump presidency, and there's tons of references to Donald Trump, negative references in this book, orange presidents, and the fact that she's fleeing the government is a lot to do with Donald Trump because she does not want to be specifically his weapon. You know, that's specifically what she does not want to be, you know, and so... There's a lot of danger, you know, that is presented by the timeliness and the politics. But, let's see. I'm going to read, okay, 
here I'm going to read this one called The Marriage of Beauty and Beast. And this is when um, Gilda is in the tank. And first when she comes to Anemone, that's the name of Joseph Human's house, is Anemone. But he um, also has aquariums inside of it. And that's, I talked about this in the book launch, but the whole inspiration of his house was like I was watching um, one of these architectural shows and they were talking about some, you know, very, very wealthy person who had elaborate shark tanks all through their house. And they were um, huge tanks. And I was thinking about, you know, a character like this, you know, meeting a girl <laughs> who thinks she's becoming a sea creature and how, you know, she would feel like specifically this person's whole, um, not only are they resourceful, but they're resourceful in a way that you specifically need that maybe nobody else on the planet is. Like, they're ready for a creature like you. And she doesn't even know when she goes there, will I sleep in a bed? Will I sleep in a tank? I don't know how this is going to work. Am I going to... But she knows he can accommodate her either way. But she feels like he would do so and not a... Um, she wouldn't be held, or she hopes, <laughs> she would do so in a way that she's not a prisoner. Unfortunately, you know, most people who are collectors... They're not, you know, wild about letting their collections run off from them. So it doesn't maybe work out the way she, you know, hopes. But um, this poem, he tries to do things to make it feel like within the captivity, um, you know, that she isn't, at least make her believe that he sees her as a human and not a sea creature. And he does things like read her bedtime stories. He buys her I'll read that one too. American Gill doll. He buys her a little doll that's like her that has and that ha he has custom made with gills that can go in the water. And you know he tries to treat her in a way like making her feel like she's a daughter and um, not a you know creature that's that he's keeping in captivity. But this is the marriage of Beauty and Beast. Paddle to skylight. It opens each night, imbues moonlit waters, artificial light. Chandelier constellation to tie up your own crystal boat. Interstitial ritual, stories afloat. Misfortunes forgot as you focus. His face observed by book, the tray, descending bud vase, teapot, milk, Pastel petty fours, listen and look, then taste what is yours. The tales alternate between sea beasts and beautiful girls. He comprehends you are of two worlds. Sates, girls, and the gills, benthic in between, with floating fairy tales, movable feast. You are the marriage of beauty and beast. And then this is American Gildaw. He orders custom just like you. Honey brunette locks, waterproof, smatter freckles across pug nose. Below, irises, sea green, diaphanous clothes. Opercula plasticized on either side of neck, fantasized gills they protect. Hidden like yours in abundant hair. Circumspect you groom, prepare. Tie pastel ribbons he provides, 
Two water fairies side by side survive squalls of solitude in a bedroom costumed subaqueous Versailles. No exhibitions, those invasive eyes cancels the public aquarium tours. It is a drowning home, but it is yours. And um, this is another poem that's called The Creature. Science defines her by what she would hide. Two swaths of skin, her neck either side. Small fraction of flesh, just a few inches wide. Requires new nomenclature, protocol it has yet to provide. For now, amidst others, when you think it won't hear, you refer to the creature, fill hearts with fear. Your druthers, they never investigate. Workers you pay to renovate, the aquariums connect and expand, giving this creature as much as you can of your land. Yes, still some restrictions for security. Creatures have hidden dangers. In water, they might twirl, resembling even a trapped teenage girl. And that last poem really explains how, um, you know, humans knows. That's, um, you know, the man who owns Anemone. His name is Joseph Q. Humans. And he knows what he is doing, you know, is definitely wrong and looks unethical and wrong. And he is trying to make improvements on his house with these workers without really letting them know exactly he refers to her when they are when she's not around he likes you know he refers to her as the creature because you know he's not going to say i have a teenage girl a 17 year old girl swimming around in this tank that you're you're expanding you're expanding someone's prison in my home <laughs> you know he's not gonna trust like laborers with that information so he plays this little game where you know of course with the other people and probably how he really sees her is a creature you know he played he's more playing a game i believe with her where for whatever reason you know he wants you know to make her feel that she's respected or seen as a human and yet um you know, by doing these things, he buys her an underwater iPad, he buys her his dolls, he, you know, makes her a little bathroom in her tank, where, you know, but he makes it very small, because just like any exhibit, you don't, like, if you're not an ethical person, and you have an animal exhibit that you want to go see, you're not going to give the creature, you know, much, um, a comfortable place that could go hide all the time, so it's not, he doesn't have, it's a very small bathroom, it's a tiny closet, so, you know, she can feel like she has some privacy, but it's not a place big enough for her to feel comfortable hanging out in, and um, because he would never want her to be able to hide herself from him. So this is a level of control and everything in this situation, and you know, dehumanization. So now, having expressed all that, I'm going to read you the poem "Tank," which you know really mirrors what you know, the other poems from Wehrmere, and um, it, it's one of my favorite poems in the collection, but um, it's just, you know, something I felt, again, it was one, you know, it, it deals with um, 
you know, I was thinking, I wrote it at this time, uh, you know, at the end of the Trump presidency during the election and everything, I was working on this book and you're like, just, it was just kind of a way of, you know, I was so hoping everything was going to turn out right and that we wouldn't, you know, be having more Trump. But at the same time, I, you know, you don't know how it's going to work out. And I think I was kind of, you know, my anger and like fear and all of that myself comes through in Gilda's character, you know, um, about governments and when you feel disenfranchised and by your government and that, you know, it doesn't represent you and you have no idea like what is possible because you don't trust the people in charge at all, you know, and um, I just remember being scared a lot during the end of that time I mean just like especially when I felt like this person's not in power anymore like and they're they're not necessarily going to leave or are they going to try to enact some retribution against the country which I mean I would say actually did happen you know um with the capital incident but I you know I worried at the time of like worse things uh, you know I, I mean it it's just scary to think when you have somebody that you don't trust that level that's in charge. So anyway, <laughs> that just gives you some background of my where my head was at writing this poem, Tank. A government generates weapons, war. Its agents deft and disciplines of death. The collector covets continually more. Collective concerns he tends to forget. A government crushes, blooms to a bane. A poultice for enemies unaware. Dainty deceptions deliver most pain. When your petals perish, they prune despair. The collector ex- expects creatures to breed in harmony with their biology. Once safe, survival, a species next need. Tanks compress a creature's psychology. Inside the girlarium, where she is left, the guild, the girl, live on one bated breath. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, you can feel the sinister, you know, <laughs> feelings there about government and not being in control of your life. And I mean, that, like I said, I mean, it came out of a time when I felt, you know, fears that I'm glad turned out to be, um, not as bad as, you know, I worried at the time because I'm an anxious person and, you know, like, but you just don't know when you don't trust somebody to that level and, you know, they have like complete power. It's, it's a scary feeling, you know? So anyway, (laughs) it was really fun to be able to, um, like kind of finish up this response that I had in the book launch plus it was like I wanted to do this because I didn't know you know with it being the weekend and it was kind of an early hour you know for some people if you were on the west coast for example it would have been you'd have to get up at nine o'clock in the morning or something to go to my book launch so um if you did miss the book launch you got a little flavor of one of the questions and got to hear some of the girl poems and if even if you went I think this is like new information I hope and um, uh, if either way, if you want to order the book, you can go to Famadon Journal. And I, when I put this up, I'll put a link to ordering the books in the thread with the podcast. So you'll be able to do it there. Um, also, if you go to my site um, and there's, I have a Girlarian page and it has a link 
you know, to pre-ordering it from Flamadon there. They've done such a beautiful job with this book. I mean, um, when you get it, like I wrote it, I had a lot of fun writing this book because I liked doing uh, it with documents. And um, it's, you know, things are told. I mean, they're all sonnets, but some of the sonnets are like a memo that was pasted in a refrigerator or a, um, a you know, a public statement, you know, from aqu the um, aquariums at an anemone, I can't speak, but, um, you know, just different things um, that you get to read, text messages and Google Hangouts, things like that, that um, reflect our modern culture, you know, but they're sonnets, and you can, you know, it, they did a great job of presenting that in a way that's just so beautifully done, it's, I just adore this book. And I've been, I just feel so lucky that I got picked to work with this publisher and um, just really a magical experience. And I can't wait to, I'm already got a, my proof of Girlarium, but next week um, the books start going out and I can't, I'm just, I can't even imagine when I get a whole bunch of my copies and everything, how happy I'm going to be. But if you um, also... I made a little book called um, Barbies Have Dirty Faces. That's a handmade book I made, and I'm um, I've been sending some of those out with people who um, pre-ordered um, Girlarium. And if you uh, go like people who listen to this podcast in this thread, if you pre-order it and put it in a, you know, send me a DM with your thing um, for the next couple of days, I'll I'll go ahead and send you guys like a secret. Um, podcast still for people who listen all the way through to the end and get it um you know whatever just you know go ahead and order your girlarium and then send me a dm with your receipt and your address and i will send you because i have bookmarks too and i that way i can send you a little book homemade book of poems i made that are i think very good <laughs> they're barbies with dirty faces and that's pink that I got to, you know, make it myself with pink paper, and some of them have purple paper. Um, if you have, like, really nice, you know, um, cream-colored paper, too, but most of them are colored paper, and it was just fun to make a pink book. So, full of dirty poems, but understand that that has different meanings for all of them. Um, some of them are dirty and, um, <laughs> like the traditional what you think dirty and then some are dirty as in maybe I need to take a bath <laughs> you know different um t terms for dirty but um anyway it's nice to be back to the podcast I miss you guys when I'm not here I this is probably the longest I've gone since I started the podcast but just a lot of things have been going on I have um, work going on in my house that um getting walls put back in and so a lot of times I don't have the opportunity to like sneak off to a quiet place but it's a weekend and nobody's working so I'm taking advantage of that and I've had all this extra work with the anthologies but I'm gonna try to um do better and do the things that make me happy and hopefully make you guys happy so anyway please go ahead and pre-order Girlarium and let me know if you do, and I will send you a Barbies with Dirty Faces. And thank you for listening, as always, to Crystal Whisper Sonnets.